What's going on, everybody? It's Cooper and James, and we are from the back pens. It was an exciting weekend of bull riding. There was a lot of a lot of bulls got rode this weekend. It was dang sure good watching. James, what do you have to say about this last weekend just briefly before we get into the meat and the potatoes here? Well, I mean, 94, 95, there might have been a week or ten of bulls. Typically, I think I even mentioned this last week on the podcast, but typically when you go to California, you'll see a bunch of rides just because those bulls don't give up as much on the UTV and they might get lost and they just seem to have weaker pins, but not this week. They brought the heat and those guys still rode. It was an amazing, an amazing event. And, you know, playing fantasy right on top of that is even better. So let's get after it. Yeah, it was a dang good weekend of bull riding. The Velocity Tour didn't disappoint either. So without further ado, grab them slides, boys, because we're coming at you from the back pans. So I think we'll start with our Velocity Tour update. The Velocity Tour had two events last weekend. The first one was in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and that was a two-day event. And your winner from that one was Ramon de Lima, 252 points on three head. He accrued 36.5 world points. That's a pretty nice win for Ramon, don't you think, James? Oh, yeah. And, and it's not a surprise. What surprised me is it took him this long. I mean, that guy's that good. You don't win the Iron Cowboy and things like that and not be able to be consistent and get back on this tour. It went in between your ears. It's good to see Ramon having success down at the lower levels. In second place, you had Brandon Davis, 173 on two head. He accrued 32 and a half world points. It was a tie for third and fourth. Mason Moody was 169 on two head. He had here he accrued 14 world points. In the second half of that tie, Jake Davis, 169 on two head. He accrued 11 and three quarters world points. And in fifth place, he had Casey Coulter, 168 on two head. He accrued 6.25 world points. A name I want to talk about out of that little group is Mason Moody. He's a younger guy. He's from South Dakota. He made the Badlands Circuit Finals last year in the PRCA. That's a pretty good weekend for him. I know he's been going to Velocity Tour events, but this is the most success he's had at one. Have you had a chance to watch him at all yet, James? No, no, I haven't. With the way the Pluto TV is set up, I haven't quite figured out how to do the uh, DVR or whatever it is where I can find these events. But that's just me not having enough knowledge yet about Pluto TV and how it works. I'll figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. That's understandable. And I think it's good to see guys getting bulls road. I mean, you look at the top five. All of them rode at least two bulls. That's good to see at a velocity event, in my opinion. The second velocity event of the weekend was in Jacksonville, Florida. That was a one-day event. And your winner from Jacksonville was none other than Dakota Lewis, 167 on two head. Dakota earned 39 world points. It's really good to see Dakota back to to win. Oh, yeah. I think Dakota's one of those guys, you're not going to find a more humble guy out there. And he rides good enough to be on the UTB tour, in my opinion. I really like Dakota. What What's your thoughts on Dakota winning down in Jacksonville? Well, I think he's realizing what Cody Teal's realizing and a couple of the other guys that really want to be on that Global Cup team. If you don't show the coaches what you're capable of right now, then they're not going to put you on that team. So 
you've got to take advantage of everything you can. And from what I hear, I didn't get a chance to see that Velocity Tour event either, but from what I hear, he dominated it. So hats off to him, and that's another guy that, you know, like Matt Triplett, like Ramon DeLima, that we expect to be on tour. So it's good to see that he's going to be back on tour. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome for Dakota there. In a tie for second and third, you had Marcos Gloria, 166 on two head, and Francisco Morales, also 166 on two head. They both accrued 19.33 world points. And in fourth place, you had Elijah Mora, 88 on one head. He earned 13 world points. And in fifth place, Tyler Cabe, 85 and a half on one head. He earned eight world points. You know, points are important in this shortened format. I know we've touched on that pretty much every week, but with this shortened season, every single point's going to matter when you're talking about these kind of guys that are fighting to get onto the tour and qualify for the, the world finals. So every bull matters, no doubt about it. The Velocity Tour has two events this weekend. One's in North Charleston, South Carolina. That's going to be a two-day event. And the other one's in Lexington, Kentucky. That's going to be a one-dayer. You know, this is something I haven't even thought about till now, but I wonder what it's like for these guys that are chasing these velocities. You would assume that they want to get into the two-day one, right? If there's a two-day event one in one place and a one-day in the other place, you would have to think that the two-day takes precedent over the one-day if you're a top-end guy, wouldn't you think? You would think, but at this point in the season, you just get into whatever you can get into because they got to fill them up either way. And the points are almost the same, except for you got an extra round if you can get into a two-day event. Sort of like I was talking about the other day on our last podcast about the three-day events basically being majors for fantasy. Kind of the same thing, kind of, for those lofty tour guys. So it's an extra seven or eight points, and that could really matter. It's been, been good watching on the Velocity Tour. I'm excited to keep watching those and see how that season turns out. But let's move on to the UTB event in Sacramento, California. I was astonished by this number. I was way off. I remember back when you asked me to predict how many qualified rides we were going to have last week. I thought I might have overshot it myself a little bit at 37, but boy, I wasn't even close. I was at 23. <laughs> they rode 55 bulls over three days. And like we touched on in the intro, that's it's an astonishing number. That's very high. But they've been riding a lot of bulls at every weekend or every event they've had this year. It seems like they're just riding a lot of bulls, and that's good to see. In round one, your winner, Dalton Castle, 91 on safety, meeting a Chad Burgers. The re-ride pen strikes again. They like to load them with a bunch of them that guys love, and I don't think Dalton could have like literally picked a better bull to get on. Anybody at that level wants a bull like safety meeting. That's, that's one of those what I call almost a layup because there are no guarantees in bull riding, but if you're at that level, that bull's got plenty of timing. He's an old campaigner that's been around a while, and you can still be 90 on him, obviously, so you, you want to get on something like that every chance you get. Moving into round two, your winner of round two was Luciano DeCastro. He was 88 and three quarters on Mr. Winston and Chad Burgers. I mean, this was a guy we haven't seen all this year on the UTB level. He's been doing pretty well at Velocity Tour events, and he carried that momentum over to Sacramento. What were your thoughts on Luciano this weekend? I mean, the guy rides really well or he wouldn't be here. Everybody on that tour rides really well or they wouldn't be there. But to see a guy 
be at that level for so long and then have to go get cut and go to the losses and the touring pro and still have the desire and drive to come back and to fight back and, and to do as well as he did once he did come back, hats off to him. Let's get right into it because Rafael Dos Santos steps out and wins round three. Like you said, 91 points on Dr. Kittleson. And I would say in most scenarios with these three-day events, getting three bulls road puts you in the driver's seat as far as winning the event. But at this one, you didn't even have a chance if you didn't have three going into the short round. So it makes you wonder if they're going to keep riding this many bulls at every event, that could deter guys from keeping those 60s and 70-point scores when they do have an option to improve. What do you think about that, James? I think as a whole, just because the season's short the way it is, I don't want to pick on anybody, you know, the way they want to ride or the way they want to ride their strategy is their strategy. But to me, you got to take a rewrite every chance you get and get points every chance you get. So, yeah, you got to take a rewrite because it's only a four-month season versus a, a regular long all the way to November deal. We'll move on to the short round. They rode four of the 12 in the short round, which is, I think, a pretty good ratio. Most of the time, you're not going to see more than four. And the winner of the short round, Mauricio Morea, 91 and three quarters on WSM's Jive Turkey at Chad Burgers. You know, I'm a little surprised Dalton Castle didn't pick this bull because this bull has a track of going in, going to the left, and that's where Dalton, Dalton rides left-handed. He's been on him. He posted one of the higher bull scores we've seen from this year with Dalton. So I was a little surprised he left this bull for Morea. What did you think about that draft selection? You know, whatever guy wants to get on at that point that he thinks he can win on is, is great. Mauricio Moreta, I think he actually did get the better bull. What I love about this event probably more than most is it was a riding contest, the final two or three guys. They they all rode their bulls, and it came down to whoever had the highest score versus, well, if this guy rides, then he wins, and, and the other guy bucks off or whatever, like we typically see. It came down to, like they said, typically he needs 45 points, and his bull score was 44 and a half, so that made up the difference. So it was cool to see that. Yeah, and really all it came down to was, like you said, the difference in bull scores. Dalton's rider over bull score, I mean, he was like two or three points above the bull on his 90 and a half for second place. He got on nasty wishes of Colt Bucking Bulls. Still a pretty good bull, just Jive Turkey was just a little better. You know, that's all it came down to. But nasty wishes was no slouch. So your final event placings, the winner of the event, Mauricio Morea, 356 and three quarter points on four head. He earned 176 world points. So that's going to shoot a guy up big time in the standings. That's a lot of points to get at one time. What did you think about Mauricio's performance over the weekend in Sacramento? I think it's about time because, you know, that's a guy that I expect to be in the top three to five by the time the season's over every year. And he just hasn't done it to this point. He finally showed what he can do, and so now maybe it's off to the races. Yeah, and I was really impressed with his ride he made on cold shot, and I think it was round one. That's not a bull guys get along with a lot, and this was important for him. He was teetering on that cut line 
coming into this weekend. So he needed to do something big and he delivered. So that's good to see for Mauricio. In second place, we had Dalton Castle, 356 on four head. He earned 138 world points. And and I'm really impressed with Dalton so far this year. Dalton's gotten Bulls Road pretty much every weekend. You know, he's made a, a good amount of the short rounds that they've had so far. I'm really impressed with Dalton right now. And he's a guy I expect to be in the hunt come the finals time. What do you think about Dalton this year? Oh, yeah. I mean, it just really depends on how healthy the guy can stay and how consistent he can stay. And honestly, it comes down to between your ears, how you think, how, how your mind's working. And that's everybody. If you're as focused and ready to go, then you're going to have the best chance you can possibly have. And one thing about Dalton, he's really close with Riley Sanford. And if you ever talk to Riley about him, Dalton was a guy like he is there to win. This is a guy that in the practice pen, there's stories of him getting on bulls. Everybody else didn't want to get on. That's something you can talk to Riley about. In third place, you have Luciano DeCastro. 346 and a half points on four head. He earned 108 and a half world points. And another guy, you know, he got an opportunity to be there and he made the most of it. I would assume that's pretty much going to solidify his spot on tour for basically the rest of the year, moving up that many spots in the standings. So that's good to see from Luciano. And like we touched on earlier, he's a guy we expect to see at this level. Absolutely a guy we expect to see at this level. Who knows, if they keep riding like they're riding and he has a one or two bad weekends, he may be back to the Rossi tours before too long. But I think you're right. I think he solidified his spot, took some pressure off himself, and still realizes that he can still be one of the best bull riders in the world. So it's just interesting to see, you know, moving forward, is who's going to carry the momentum over into Milwaukee and beyond. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be interesting to see how that momentum carries through from week to week. And in fourth place, Eli Vassbinder, 341 and a quarter on forehead. Eli earned 80 world points. Just another solid weekend from Eli. You know, <laughs> the sad part is, is I would say in most cases, if you ride all four of your bulls, you're winning first or second, but they went four deep here. That just shows how well they rode this weekend. And that's tough. You know, when you go in and do your job like that, to only walk away with 80 points. I shouldn't say only, but like I said, in previous years, if you would have rode all four of your bulls, you probably would have won a lot more points than a guy did this weekend. Oh, yeah, definitely. But the thing that impresses me about Eli and the thing that people need to realize is he's probably not 100% yet from the injuries in Vegas. No, and actually, just doing a little digging, it sounded like he re-aggravated his rib deal from down there. So I'm sure he's probably pretty soared up and it's something to monitor going into Milwaukee and rounding out the top five, the young gun, Bob Mitchell, 241 and a half on three head. He earned 40 world points. You know, this guy's been extremely hot on the velocity tour. He's 19 years old. He looks like he's been growing a mustache since he was about seven and shows up to Sacramento, rides his first three, didn't get it done in the short round, but what a weekend for a 19 year old making his debut. I shouldn't say debut. Okay. I think he did get to get on at Sacramento last year, but that was an expanded format. So this was his yeah, first they, tried and true, like legit UTB spot. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we were both impressed with him, you know, coming in. And apparently so was Slade Long because 
he put him above Kyle Oliver in the tier system, which we'll get into a little bit later. But what an impressive kid. I thought he should have got a rewrite in round one because um, typically if you're under 80, they'll give you a rewrite. Personally, I thought it was more the Bulls' performance versus his. But I think he probably would have kept it anyway because it was a marathon, not a sprint. And it being his first major event, his goal was just to get scores in, and he did a great job. Looking forward to seeing what he does in Milwaukee and beyond. Yeah, absolutely. It's always good for the PBR to have these young guys coming in and getting their opportunities, no doubt about it. Some notable bull scores, just real quick, from the weekend. I think they call it the Yeti Bull. The event is Highbrow Cat, 45 and a quarter with Cannon Cravens. In the short round, he's from the Paradigm Bull Company. And this is the second time Cannon's been on him this year. And I thought it was the same thing. Can't, it's like Cannon really just thinks this bull is going to go to the right. And Cannon is selling out on that. And I think that's why you haven't seen this bull really get into a, into a spin is because I think the two times Cannon's been on him, He's been expecting that and trying to cheat him a little bit. What did you think of Highbrow Cap? I thought he was a great bull. And looking at the matchup going in, I did give the uh, nod to uh, Cravens to make the whistle. And I don't always do that with guys because I don't think certain bulls fit certain guys. It's not that I don't want them to ride, but Cannon looks good. I think he just, that bull was going 90 and he was going 60. So you can't really complain about that. That was his mistake. He'll correct it and move forward to next week. Another notable bull score was from I'm Busted of Chad Burgers. He was 45 points in the short round with Denner Barbosa. This is a bull who hasn't posted super high bull scores this year, and it's one that I don't think gets enough credit. He is extremely hard to ride. You want to talk about forward movement? This bull's got plenty of it. He looks like a serious handful. I was really surprised to see him picked as high as he was, to be honest. He's one I usually don't see go super high in drafts. And I thought there were a few bulls in there that Denner picked him, this bull ahead of that would have fit him a little better. But this bull really had a good day. What did you think of this one? That bull was phenomenal. I mean, he's phenomenal all the time. He just kind of has the same track. So that's what he does. Denner, I kind of thought, you never know what this guy, it's 50-50 pretty much. Just, it's like Patio Montagna Jr. If he keeps his head down and keeps focused, he can ride just about anything. But his head comes up, he's gone every time and enters the same way. Yeah, and in, in this one, this one with his forward movement, he's going to do that to guys. I mean, he does have an insane amount of forward movement. He's definitely more than a handful. And your other 45-point bull score of the weekend WSM's drive turkey of Chad Burgers. He got rode by Mauricio Morea in the short round, but still a really strong trip from this one. Yeah, really, really good bull. Really, really proud of that bull. He just keeps getting ridden, but he just keeps putting out the effort. And, uh, you know, to be around as long as he had. Some things that I wanted to cover that we didn't cover was just the surprise of Jose Vitorlene, you know, coming in there and everybody's expecting him to dominate like he already does. He came down off of two bulls this weekend. be interesting to see if that thumb is more of an issue just due to the weight of the cast. Or I really don't think it is. I just think that it was just a bad weekend for the champ there. And he's going on my fantasy team every time. 
Yeah, it's just one of them weekends. Like like we've touched on already, you know, these guys, if you're riding, if you're even close to 50%, you're considered one of the best in the world. You know, so if you look at that, they're going to buck off half of them, even if they are at 50. So just an off weekend, in my opinion, for him, I'm not overly worried about him. I think he'll get it straightened out and I expect him to be ready to roll for this coming weekend. We'll move into the world standings in your top 10 in first place, sitting at the king of the hill or on top of the hill. JRV, Joao Ricardo Vieira, 358 world points. Kyler Oliver is in second with 348 and a half. Dalen Swearingen's in third, 261.66. In fourth, you have Stetson Lawrence, 235 points. In fifth, Dalton Castle, 234 and a half. In sixth, you have Denner Barbosa, 203. Seventh, Mauricio Mardea, 195 points. In eighth, Mason Taylor, 192. Ninth, Marcelo Procopio Perea. 159 points and rounding out the top 10, Luciano De Castro, 146 points. So right off the top there, Luciano De Castro's 108 points this week moved him into the top 10. So that's a pretty big move right there. What else sticks out to you about the top 10? That's just a huge move. What sticks out for me about the top 10 is it just blows my mind to how many young kids that are really taking advantage of this. Kyler Oliver really stands out to me. Yeah, I mean, uh, JRV is not just falling off everything he's getting on, and this kid's only nine points behind him. That's one go-round. Yeah, and he obviously won a major, which has more points at it, but he's still, he's been in a lot of short rounds. If you look at the events they've had, he's in the short round. So it's not like he's riding off the success of that one big win. He's still getting the job done pretty much every weekend at this point in time. Now we're going to talk about the riders ranked 31st through 40th in the world because I'm not exactly sure when the cut line is, but there is going to be a cut coming. So some of these guys that are in the top 35 that have been going, if they don't start getting their bulls road, they're going to have to get sent down to the velocity tour. And these are some of the guys that would take their spot. In 31st, you got Brady Fielder. In 32nd, Rafael Dos Santos. 33rd, Marco Agucci. 34th, Keyshawn Whitehorse. Tied for 35th, you got Derek Cole Baba and Chase Outlaw. In 37th, Wyatt Rogers. In 38th, you have Aaron Clyer. 39th, Lane Nobles. And in 40th, Ramon DeLima. So before I pass it off to you, James, if you look at 34, 35, and the two tied at 35, none of those guys have world champion exemptions. And Chase Outlaw, I'm assuming, probably has a few injury exemptions. But if Kolbaba and Whitehorse don't start getting it going, they could be sent down. What do you think about the the guys that are in that cut line territory? They've all been there at some point in time or another in their career if they've done it long enough like those guys have. So I'm not too worried about it. Even if they do come back, go down to the Wasi Tour, it'll be most likely one, two at the most and they'll be back on tour. Speaking of the guys that could take their place, it just depends on how many of those Australians, Australians rather, want to come over here and compete at this at this stage because there's a lot of them that can, like that Aaron Fire and some of the others you've mentioned, but are they going to come over for the Global Cup, and will they stay to be on tour is the question. Yeah, and that was something I was going to mention too. Brady Fielder's an Australian, and Aaron Clyer's an Australian. 
And like you said, if they're going to come over, I believe they have to stay over. So if they come yeah. over for the Global Cup, yeah, you could see those guys on the UTB tour, in my opinion. So next, we will get into our rank ride fantasy portion of this podcast. First, let's start off with what rank ride is. It's fantasy bull riding. If you watch football, watch NBA, watch baseball, they all have their own fantasy sports. Rank ride gives bull riding fans an opportunity to participate in fantasy bull riding. You can find them on their website at www.rankridefantasy.com. Their Instagram is at rankridefantasy. You can find them on Facebook at rankride and on YouTube, they're rankride TV. So me and James, we play. Want to just give a little rundown on how it all works, James? Oh, absolutely. We, we play every week, and I, I was fortunate enough to win last year. Uh, but how it works, basically, is you get six riders. Well, you get, you get two riders from each tier and one bull from each tier. There's three tiers. And then if you get six riders at least once or twice on a weekend, you're pretty much guaranteed to win something. And even if you don't, you depending on how everybody else does, if they get two or three road in a weekend, you can still win a pile of money. And we're talking about money, you can win. It pays 10 holes, and uh, first is 100 all the way down to 10. And there's no entry fees, no anything. So take advantage of it while you have the opportunity. And also something that I wanted to mention for new players, if you place and you haven't ever placed before, if you'll go into your account, it'll show where you finished. It'll tell you up there how to claim your money. You click on the, the PayPal banner, it'll take you to the PayPal. And then you, you tell them, okay, I placed, for instance, first in Sacramento, and it was supposed to be a hundred bucks. And then they know where you placed. They know your team name. Obviously, another thing I forgot to mention that you got to put in your team name so that they know where to find it. And once all that's done, they'll send you um, your money through PayPal. Pretty awesome. For sure. It's really fun to play. It's a way to stay engaged while you're watching the bull riding. You can also get some side bets going with your buddies. You can call people out, say, hey, I'm going to I'm going to kick your butt this weekend or whatever. You know, you can do all that stuff. It's a really fun, entertaining way to watch the PBR. Me and James, we actually decided to come up with our podcast team. So we'll be competing now every week from here on out. We didn't have the best weekend this week, James. 74th. That's uh, we got to be better than that. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we are better than that. Those guys we think just decided to have a bad weekend. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I have it written down here. In Tier 1, we went with JRV. He had 172.66 rank ride points on the weekend. We went with Jose Vitor Leme. He had 97.13 points on the weekend. And Oilfield Outlaws, Yellow Feather, 84 and a quarter points on the weekend. That was our Tier 1. You know, if you looked at that at a normal three-day event, that's not terrible. But with how many bulls they rode, that's just not not cutting it this weekend in Sacramento. Uh-huh. You had to have two bulls on to get into the championship round. And even the guy that had a 91 and another score didn't make it because he kept that low score like we talked about earlier. That that game is just incredible. Yeah, and, and there's really – it's hard to pick these guys because you can have matchups that you really like and it doesn't go your way. So that's just how bull riding is. Our tier two picks, 
We had Cody Teal. He has 179.71 points for the weekend. We had Keyshawn Whitehorse. He only had 17.49 points on the weekend. That's what happens when they go over three. And our bull pick, really, this was the worst trip I've seen this bull have all year. 37 points for Dagger. He's been a pretty solid 43.5-44 point bull. Didn't have his best day. Fell down late in the ride when Eli got on him in round one. Tough break on the bull part, but some of that's out of your control. Absolutely. Everything fantasy. I mean, really, all you're doing is making educated guesses. That's just the name of the game. In tier three, we had Kyler Oliver, 184.37 rank ride points. Brandon Eldred, 96.83 rank ride points. And Bolsa Nova, he got us a big fat zero because they didn't get out on him. So when you get zero points out of your bull, it's going to be tough to be competitive. I mean, flat out, especially with how many bulls that buck twice at this event, it's going to be tough to get into the top when you have a zero. So we'll definitely do better going into Milwaukee. Don't worry about that. Even things that shine can get dust on them once in a while. Right, James? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And just so people know, if we do win money, say we win an event with this team, we are only going to take this money and use it towards podcast equipment and different things like that to make our podcast better. Neither one of us are actually going to make any money from our actual from the Backpins team. And I'd like to challenge every podcast with everybody out there listening to this to come beat us. Yeah, we should try to get that going a little podcast league. I like that. Some injuries to keep an eye on going into this weekend in Milwaukee. Sam Woodall, lacerated liver and kidney. He's going to be out for a while. Chase Outlaw didn't compete in Sacramento. It sounds like he injured his growing in the practice pen. So that's a really tough break for that guy. Um, I hope it's nothing major, but them growings can be a bugger in bull riding. So hopefully oh, Chase absolutely. is all right. You've got to have your groins to squeeze and get a hold of. But is that why Clayton Sellers was there? Was he filling in for outlaw? He got in on an injury exemption. Yes. I didn't look if it was specifically for him or not. But yes, he was in on injury exemption. And Austin Richardson has a knee issue going on. It sounds like he's going to be targeting a comeback in Oklahoma City or St. Louis, so he won't be there in Milwaukee. Manolito Souza, six weeks, he's going to be out with a shoulder dislocation. Kaike Pacheco, uh, separated shoulder, three to six weeks. And Cooper Davis bruised his left shoulder, and I believe he qualified for the short round and didn't get on because of that. So hopefully that's something he's all right with. But definitely something to monitor if you're looking at rank ride picks because if they don't compete, they don't you don't get another guy. So it's something where if you think a guy might not compete, you might be better off just leaving him out of your lineup and not risking it. Because that's happened to me earlier this year where a guy was in the draw, he got replaced really late, and I didn't change it in time. Yeah, and, and rank ride can't change it either if they get put in there late. Because it's already up and already going. But, you know, how many people picked Chase Outlaw this week and some other guys that, that were on the list? Right, exactly. And that's just something you can't control. So, real quick here, what are some riders you're going to look at in Milwaukee as far as just guys you're, you're looking to see more from or guys you're really excited about? Like right off the top, Bob Mitchell, I'm really excited to see what he does in Milwaukee. 
would you feel confident enough to put him in your lineup? I was almost confident enough to do it this week, but just didn't like where he was at. I thought he should have been in a third tier, but he was in the second tier. So that's the only reason I didn't pick him because, you know, if he had been in the third tier, I definitely would have. And that plays a strategy for people that don't know is the guys are in different tiers. And so you can't just put Jose Vitor Lime in every tier. So it's kind of crapshoot, so to speak, because you got to figure out which guys are going to do the best for each tier to get the whistle the most. Yeah, absolutely. And Bob's a guy, he's been consistent at the Velocity Tour. He had a good showing in Sacramento. Definitely a guy I'm going to keep my eye on. Another one I, I'm going to keep an eye on, and it's not for the right reasons, but Jess Lockwood. I, I don't know what's going on there. This isn't the Jess we're used to seeing, but he did get one road to end his weekend in Sacramento. He's a guy I would really like to see get going. I think he's talented. I think he's got all the right stuff to really be that top five year-in, year-out guy. He just has had a hard time staying healthy, and it just doesn't look like it's clicking yet, in my opinion. I think after round three was the best I seen him look as far as confidence and just being fired up. And he wasn't hobbling out of the arena. He wasn't limping. This might just be, he might now just be getting the rest knocked off a little bit. So it'd be nice. interesting to see either way if he takes some more time off for some reason or if that was a flip of the switch and, and look out. Another couple guys I'm going to keep my eye out on or for would be Dalton Castle, Cannon Cravens. I'm really interested to see if they can keep that momentum going. They look really good right now. They're riding good. I'm excited to see if they can sustain that for long periods of time. Me too. And I'm, of course, I'm always going to be looking at uh, Jose Vitor Lime and uh, um, also Joel Ricardo Vieta, but as it's shown, even the, even the ones that everybody expects to win are going to have a weekend or two that's just an off weekend. So you can't necessarily expect to win every week and pick them every single week because they might have one or two off weekends. And uh, yeah, I'm going to pick them every week, but that's me. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think Jose's a guy to, like you said, he's not going to do it every weekend, but the weekend you leave him out and he goes three for three and has about two 90-point rides, you're going to be kicking yourself. So that's where I'm at with him. I think that'll about wrap it up, though, here, James. Do you have any closing thoughts? Well, my closing thoughts has a lot to do with everything that happened this weekend. In Sacramento, it was amazing how they rode so many bulls, and there were several 90s in the long rounds, but at least two or three in the long rounds combined. And you don't see that often. Also, uh, in Grand Rapids, somebody scored eight points, and it was not a typo, and they kept it. I do not understand that, never will understand that. And, um, you know, if stayed long, if you're listening to this, I hope that you give Kyler Oliver the respect he deserves and put, put him in Tier 1. Now, I know you have a strategy for that, and I'm not – not knocking you at all, and I hope that one day me and Cooper can get you on this show so you can explain to people how the tier system works and how you go about picking the tiers and so on and so forth. Other than that, everybody always remember that every day is a gift from God and what you do with it, quite simply and honestly, that's your gift back to him. God bless, and Cooper, the floor is all yours, buddy. 
Thanks, James. I appreciate that. And yeah, Slade Long would be definitely a really good guest on this podcast. He comes up with all the all the tiers for the Riders and Bulls for the Rank Ride game. He would be very interesting to sit down and talk with. Yeah, I think it was great. They rode so many Bulls in Sacramento. I hope they can keep it rolling because that makes for a lot of good watching. But besides that, look for us on social media. We're at From the Backpens on Instagram. We do have a Facebook page that's also called From the Backpens. Uh, my email is Cooper, C O O P E R, from the backpens at gmail.com. And uh, thanks for listening. Leave some feedback. We're always looking for ways to improve. So let us know what we're doing good, what we're doing bad. It don't matter. Any feedback's good. And until next time, you guys have a good one and come back and visit us again from the back pins. Mm-hmm.